0: From odds.com.au HQ, this is the From the Nosebleeds podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to yet another edition of From the Nosebleeds. Plenty on the show this week. As usual, our moments of the week, the bank builders, the throwback, the cold profile, the famous quiz. The big calls and uh, also a quick shout out. We'll get, I'm going to just mention it straight off the top. We're going to mention it at the end as well. But there, you may have noticed there's a bonus episode out of From the Nosebleeds. Uh, the squid and I had the pleasure of sitting down with UFC legend Robert Whittaker. Um, so check out that bonus pod or head over to odds.com.au for the video. But for this episode... I mean, Christmas isn't far off, boys. And if I were to walk down on Christmas morning and see you three underneath my tree, I'd say what? Well, I'd be pretty happy about it. Jake Eckwood, your first up. <laughs> Pleasure to have you on here. So does that mean... Sorry,
0: to, <laughs> James has just <laughs>
2: spat out his water. Does that
0: mean we have to stay the night at yours on the 24th, though? That's the only issue. Oh, if you want to. <laughs> okay. won't be much
2: room for me and leaning under the tree if we got the big moose taking <laughs> <Yeah>, up. A <laughs> <laughs> square there. fella. Yeah,
0: shotgun the queen-size bed. Don't worry about that. Good to be back, Beast. Thank you very much for that amazing intro that they certainly get weirder every day. Every week and huge week in sport it was great to chat to uh, Bobby Knuckles on Friday. He what a co- nickname! Couldn't have been nicer, um, ripping fellow. He also had make sure you watch and listen to the end of that podcast no, too talk about that. He had uh, he gave his tip on who would win out of a fight between me and you, and all. yeah, so that was great,
2: wasn't it, Beast? Yeah, no good. Uh, <laughs> sitting next to you, uh, if he's not coughing up his water, is James Lane from punters.com.au very good to be here, Maddie, How many times do you reckon Moose has brought up the fact that Whittaker tipped him in a fight over you the other I'm day? I'm and it's up to 147.
1: <laughs> so and that's, that's only that's the ones in the office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not the ones that he's told his mates that haven't been around for he's and He's pretty so happy with that. Very happy with that, uh, that gear. And finally, Isaac Ling from punters.com.au,
3: Isaac. G'day you know, Matt, how are you? I'm certainly looking forward to Christmas now. Yeah, oh boy, aren't <laughs> we all?
1: I'm excited. Let's uh, uh, Plenty on in the world, wide world of sport, by the way, uh, before we get into our moments of the week, of course, the NFL, the NBL, Group 1 Racing galore, fellas. Uh, Very exciting time. The Rugby Union World Cup, of course, Bathurst was on the weekend with Scotty McLaughlin getting up in slightly controversial fashion, but we'll get to that. The A-League and the WNBL have also kicked off. NBA is not too far away, so the AFL and the NRL may be over, but there is still plenty going on. And speaking of plenty going on, let's get into our moments of the week. Jake We'll kick off with you.
0: So you mentioned Bathurst, and my moment of the week does take place at Mount Panorama on Sunday. Now, it's hard enough, guys, to close your car door when it pops open in a 40 zone, when you're heading through a school zone, let alone when you're going at 300 k's an hour, flying around the famous circuit up there in Bathurst. And when 2016 Supercars champion Shane Van Gisbergen driver's door opened on lap 44, you can imagine he had a little bit of trouble closing it.
3: He's trying to... Yeah, look, see that door, that door is not... The door's not closing. There you go. The driver's door is not
2: closing. You're joking. Wow. Well, I saw it half open and the
0: boys went and corrected it and there must be something fouling it or something wrong with the latch. So that's Shane Van Gisbergen.
2: Do your best, do your best. Back in that car. Well, I don't know. So what does he do? I cannot close it. Yeah, so he's making the call because i will get a mechanical black flag. Exactly. What are you doing?
0: Well, there's not much he could do about it, unfortunately. He did do well. The latch was broken. He did manage to close it on about the fourth or fifth attempt. Wasn't good enough to secure the victory, but fellow Kiwi Scott McLaughlin, as you mentioned, off the top beast, uh, saluted. First time he's won the great race, and yeah, I just thought that was pretty hilarious on on Sunday. Imagine out of all the things that could possibly go wrong at Bathurst, you couldn't close your door. (laughs) Unbelievable scenes. Over to you, Isaac.
3: Uh, yeah, there was a bit of history made at the Rugby World Cup in Japan over the weekend. Have a listen.
1: Anemonium. The Rugby World Cup has an Asian quarter finalist for the first time. And Japan have done it at the expense of
3: Scotland. A World Cup thriller. Yeah, pretty incredible scenes in front of 67,000. Yokohama over the weekend, Japan beating Scotland 28-21, qualifying for the quarterfinals at the Rugby World Cup for the first ever time. Uh, so they've got a tough ask though. You know, on Sunday night, I think it is, South Africa they'll take, and I think they're about $5.50. Uh, South Africa, $1. fifteen. Cheers it'd be great to see them roll the spring box, though, wouldn't it? They've oh. got
0: massive momentum. I read during the week that it's the like. there's been a lot of controversy regarding the referees at this tournament, so to have the fairy tale of the host nation making it through to the final, that's been great for yeah, the tournament.
3: particularly, obviously, the typhoon and stuff going on over there as well. So, But, yeah, you did... Speaking of the rules, it's hard to get your head around some of the rulings over there. It's just bloody hell. It's
0: changed a lot, hasn't it? So hopefully they can get through to the semi-finals. Um yeah, the nation's gone completely bananas. And what about Scotland? They they were threatening legal action if that match didn't go ahead because that was their chance to get out of the group. And then they've ended up getting rolled anyway.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> interesting times. Pretty stiff. Uh, my moment of the week was uh Eliud Kipchoge I hope I pronounced that correctly running the first ever sub 2 hour marathon at 1 hour 59 minutes and 40 seconds that is just utterly ridiculous now he did have some help so we he had pacemakers that were changing in and out as well as a laser that was shot on the ground to show uh, where they were going with the rate but when you break it down it's <laughs> a hunt it's hundred meters in 17 seconds, 422 times in a row. That is yeah, that's ridiculous. Slick. Yeah, <laughs> that, that is, is insane. Now, to put that into further context, I'm a mug of a runner, but ran a half marathon, did it in over two hours. Right, <laughs> he's ran double the distance in less time. <laughs> that is absolutely cooked. That is unbelievable
0: and to hear people not bag him but not give him as much credit as they would if it was a regular marathon is ridiculous. I don't care if it's flat, I don't care how many pacemakers he's got with him, the laser or whatever, still an unbelievable achievement hey, good on him. I get tell you I what, him. At
3: the end too, he yeah, looked like he, like he could have gone another lap. It's <laughs> absolutely
2: <laughs> sickening, he's just
3: sweating. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah, he, he doesn't like like
2: even go to the ground, he stands <laughs> up, he's hugging the competitors <laughs> when they come in. Well, I'm dead if I have to run <laughs> for the train. It's <laughs> ridiculous.
1: It was pretty, pretty absurd. What were
0: the breakdowns again? What was the 100-metre sprint? 17-second
1: 17, uh, 17 100 metres in
0: 422 times. I'm battling just to... I'd probably so, just get that, I
1: reckon. <laughs> what's the kilometre split? The kilometre split. Um, I'll have to get that up for you because we do have it. On odds.com.au, there is an, uh, an article that I did pen, so I should remember this. Uh, but it was something absurd. And again, it's the same thing with the 5 kilometers. And it's funny because... The very next day, everyone was in uh, Melbourne running the Melbourne Marathon. Yeah. And I don't think anybody got close <laughs> to sub two hours just
3: quietly. People so
0: are wrapped with, like, a good time is, say, three hours, 20 minutes for your layman. For a
3: recreational yeah. runner who's Whereas
0: like, yeah. he's, t- he's nearly halved that. Okay,
1: here we go. So a kilometre pace of 250. Yeah, that's flying. Five kilometre pace of five, uh, 14, 13. That, uh, yeah, that could be right. Yep, yeah. pretty impressive. That is very impressive Thank
2: Over to you James Speaking of impressive My moment of the week <laughs> <ain't it? laughs> Caulfield last Saturday Caulfield Guineas got uh, the Super- attention of the world Super Seth Have we got the audio Barbs?
0: Well, Dallas and needs to find, followed by Conqueror Super Seth, but Alligator Blood. 100 meters to go, races away. Three lengths in front, Super Seth is flying. Alligator Blood stopping Super Seth from the clouds. It's close. Super Seth has put in a mighty lunge. Photo. Super Seth may have got Alligator Blood. It's a photo
2: from the clouds, indeed, and a very good call as well from uh, Matty Hill. But yeah, Super Seth. He was six lengths off Alligator Blood at the 200 meter mark. Oh. Any Go other on. reason
1: why you're so happy with that one, James?
2: I might have had a shekel or two <laughs> on the mighty Seth.
1: I'm picking up a
0: trend, That's on not James. Like you just <laughs> talk through <laughs> your kick, mate.
2: <laughs> but we also gave Super Seth the star performer on the day, and that wasn't just uh, my nomination. Lingy also backed that up. It was a it was a huge performance. Oh yeah, it was unreal. And I you could. tipped the uh, tipped the faith, faithful listeners into that uh, beauty as well. I yeah, believe. Yeah, from the nosebleeds, listeners. Hopefully, they had. Something on at the 13 or 12 S- Something blocks. for subscribers. Something for <laughs> subscribers, yeah. <laughs> no, it was uh, a very, very big effort from Super Seth. He's gone to the Spelling Paddock now for a well-earned rest but look forward to seeing him back in the autumn. Poor old alligator blood backers still trying to get off the floor. Yeah, oh, you'd feel absolutely sick to your stomach if you're on alligator blood. But, uh,
0: yeah. A couple of cracking finishes at Caulfield on Saturday, wasn't
2: there? Yeah, Flick was another
0: one that just got just picked the gap and came home. And another I one, that And both t- lamy and we <laughs> high fived in the office. So that was good news.
2: Yeah, well, that was last week, Moo. So we've got to move on. We've got uh, a few more winners to find this week. So we'll head in to a Bank Builders for this weekend. <coughs> Happy days. Uh, I will kick things off and.
1: Uh, I know that three people at this table nailed their bank builders and I was one of them. Yeah, I
3: found Flit. Were we, you one of them as well, Isaac? Yeah, I'll tell you what. Here we go. Are your shoulders as sore as mine? <laughs> mine carrying the
0: big moose through last week's podcast? <laughs> it's a big carry, too. <laughs> it's a big
1: weight. <laughs> mm, boy, oh, boy. Uh, my bank builder this week, uh, I'm going away from the golf uh, to the back to the NFL, so I'm taking the LA Rams minus three points. So that's a the line versus Atlanta. That comes in at $1.94 with sports Sportsbet. Uh, this game is at Atlanta. Uh, however, the Rams have just traded for Jalen Ramsey, who's uh, – one of, if not the best cornerback in the league. One of the best defensive players in the league. They expect him to play. So you pair him with the, the beast that is Aaron Donald uh, on the defensive side of the ball. And I just can't see an Atlanta team who's only had one win for the season. They're 1-5. and five. They lost to the Cardinals last week. I just cannot see them getting enough points on the board to get this win. Uh, such a short line. Happy to take the Rams despite being away from home at minus three points. So happy days there. Over to you, Jake.
0: Yes, thank you. And wasn't the best start to my A-League season <laughs> last week. I did land two <laughs> of the four legs in the big call, but the one that the bank builder is what cost me, and I know exactly what piece of audio you're talking about from last week as well. Lammy, <laughs> I did say there'd be goals galore in the Melbourne Derby ended nil-nil. It was so. going to be a goal fest. <laughs> it was an absolute <laughs> so snoozer snooze clear fest. of the A-League this week. all the, round. Into the Rugby World Cup for my bank builder this week. I do like the look of the Wallabies to cover a nine and a half point line in your pick-your-own-line market at Unibet, which gets you a return of $1. seventy-five. The Palms have beaten the Wallabies in their last three starts, so they deserve to go in faves here. But all of those games were played at Twickenham in London. I expect this one to be much closer. The last time they met in a Rugby World Cup was the last... Um, World Cup 2015 And the Wallabies saluted by a margin of 33 points to 13 And just while we're on the Rugby World Cup, we'll just go through the quarterfinal Odds here, so England at 31, Australia out at $3.50 As mentioned, the Palms do deserve To Three be favourites there though. Um, it's even bigger odds in the next um, event, actually, which is a little bit later on on Saturday night. So that's so a Wallabies match kicks off at around sorry five thirty PM Australian time on Saturday afternoon at nine PM the All Blacks face Ireland. Ireland of course dropped that game in the group stages to Japan which means they finished second in the group and face a much harder quarter final. The Kiwis $1.19. Ireland out at $4.75. Come on the Irish. Wales $1.38. France $3.04. And then the one that we've already spoken about quickly Lingy. South Africa $1. fifteen. Really short there. Um, and the Cherry Blossoms as they call Japan out at $5.50. There will be one upset here. It's just a matter of Picking which upset It will be Hopefully it's the Aussies um, But head over to Odds.com.au For all the latest news Regarding the Rugby World Cup Odds
1: and tips Over to you Isaac For your Jeez. bank builder oh, That was enjoyable Just <laughs> bang, bang, what bang, is bang, bang. Rugby
3: the game They play in heaven But Jake Heckwood, the voice you will hear in heaven. Oh, that's <laughs> nice.
0: Thanks, Ling. I'll give you that 20 bucks after the show, yeah, mate. Yeah.
3: No, I'm heading to Ramwick uh, on Saturday. Look like they're going to get a dry track there, which isn't the most common occurrence in Sydney. Uh, race five, number one, Victorum, uh, resumes in the Kosciuszko, which is sort of the best of the country, New South Wales Gallopers. He's raced in much better company than this in the past. He's a legitimate, legitimate black type sort of group horse uh won a listed race at the brisbane winter carnival roast in the group one race and a couple other group races um he's got a real nice turn of foot he's drawn well provided he sees uh clear air at the business end i can see him putting this lot away resuming it three dollars twenty nice price as well i like that what do you got for us james
2: yeah similar theme to you lingy uh obviously we've got caulfield cup day on saturday but at the time we're recording we don't have many markets up so i've I've gone to Sydney and I'm going to the Everest uh, and I'm going with star WA mare Arcadia Queen to place at $2.20. I think she can definitely run a drum. She maps beautifully. She should end up probably two or three pairs back with cover. You know they're really going to run along in this race and she'll be very strong late. Bolted in at her first Sydney start for Chris Waller. Hard to see her going backwards off that run. So I think she'll run top three here and then take out the Golden Eagle in a couple of weeks' time for anyone who wants to reinvest there.
0: There you go, listeners. Very good indeed. Now, just while we're on the Everest, I know they did it last year and probably the year before as well. What's Why do they shine the odds and the barrier draws on the side of the Opera House? What's the mail this there, is, boys? This uh-huh. is a big debate it, last it's year. A,
3: yeah, it was all over the news last year, and that's kind of the point of it, really. It's sort of... Peter Voland is sort of the head of S- racing New South Wales Making sure it's in the spotlight and causing really in co- the spotlight yeah. 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 Any publicity good public What do, do you know. think of it? Doesn't worry me I think it, the race is good for the sport I mean, yeah it's I don't Just know.
2: a big song and dance really, Moose Just to get people talking about it Which we're doing right now yeah. so.
1: Red Zell won two years in a row? Yes He's chasing its, a hat-trick on Saturday it's chase, but probably
2: not going to get the, the conditions to suit He needs it wet at this stage of his
1: career, I would imagine. Just another quick question now, this one without notice, to the racing fellas. Uh, Looking back on last year compared to this year, has there been a noticeable difference in, I guess, the excitement and the interest from your perspective without
2: winks going around this year compared to racing last year? It's a good question, Matty. I actually don't think it's made too much – it hasn't made much of a difference for those who are surrounded by racing all the time Mm. and who look forward to this time of year – Regardless, obviously, Winks had a fairly loyal following, uh, so they'll miss her presence. But from a punting perspective, it's actually good. The, the Cox Plate this year <laughs> opens is, up a little bit. <laughs> well, it's a much more interesting betting race. You've got you know sort of five or six horses around the same mark. So, as a punter, I'm very much looking forward to a Winks free Cox Plate.
3: Yeah, I guess it's probably more of a question for the once a year punter, I guess, because for, for us who are heavily involved in racing, this is always the biggest time of the year. So yep. whether Winx is there or not, I mean, it's it's a big deal. So, yeah, it's sort of a hard one probably for the dyed in the wall racing people to answer. Well, what about you, Jay?
1: Interested from your perspective is not a super diehard racing fan,
0: yes. I think well, it's hard with me as well because I've been at Punters for less than 12 months. Mm. This is the first spring carnival I've had inside Punters, so I'm probably more interested in general. Uh, but yeah, I don't I, like I'd like to actually see the crowd um, numbers to see if they're up or down because I know the crowds were absolutely massive when Winx was running around, but crowd numbers are always pretty good. At spring, carnival oh, yeah, I'd suggest
3: mate. they probably will suffer because I think a lot of people. Did go to the track Just to see her Just sort of So they see a bit of history perhaps And on the betting front
0: though It's much better Because You get a bit better odds If you salute Rather than just backing winks <laughs> At ten. So, unless, so you the,
2: unless you were the punters Who were sort of having You know Half a million on her To win every start <laughs> And they just kept rolling it over
0: yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that a great story mm. It's time now For our throwback And Isaac Ling You're heading to Australia's Summer pastime The game of cricket Yes I am <laughs>
3: Do you guys remember Joe the cameraman? Ooh. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, do we. Of course, the can't bowl, can't throw <laughs> Scott Mulligan. Well, that wasn't the only time Joe found himself as part of the coverage. Yeah, there he is, there's Joe.
2: It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been in the news. The helmet's there. Look out, Joe. Oh, no. No, Joe. <laughs> oh, no.
1: Oh, no, Joe. I bet you can hear, you hear it laughing
2: can't in the background. Can't bowl, can't see, mate.
3: I trust Joe. Is there a pillion seat on that thing? <laughs> <laughs> a little sidecar will do the job, slap. <laughs> yeah, so what's actually happened there in 2011 as Australia were coming out to bowl before lunch in the test against India, Joe's sort of scooting around on a Segway, just capturing the guys coming back onto the field. And you know where they place the helmet behind the wicketkeeper? <laughs> He's run straight into that and just oh, gone arse runs. overhead. And, oh, yeah, poor old Joe came a cropper. Yeah, can't bowl, can't throw, I can't Segway.
1: I love the fact that in the background you've got Ian Hilly laughing. I'm pretty sure, didn't he go out and yeah. attempt to show how easy it was and proceeded to take a giant divot out of the ground again? <laughs> he took a tumble and the, uh, the Segway went flying
3: around. He so good. He's got to be one of the more famous cameramen getting about. He's the only. Yeah, probably. <laughs> he's the only one I know. So
1: the only one. Um, I mean, who's been put to a song really? Yes. I mean, I don't know how many. Australian but he's still going to sing it now, aren't? He, I'm well? not going to sing it, but the famous six in our tune. Yes. You can't bowl, can't, can't throw. Can't
0: bowl and you can't throw.
1: Not the first time we've heard <laughs> that on this podcast. Don't but ask,
0: j- warning because everybody knows that, <laughs> and Joe, Cam- <laughs> Joe the cameraman actually gets a mention
1: in there. He gets name dropped. Uh. He gets name dropped. Now so. I
0: wonder. I don't want to be a, a conspiracy theorist here, but was Should it you Joe have been the, lead the singer cameraman, of six and out? or was it Shane
2: Warne? No, it was Warney, wasn't
3: it? I, d- I think Warney would have just owned up to it. Also yeah, Warney never owned up though, Warney down the track would have owned up, but down the track he's publicly denied it. Mm. I don't Like what's he Does it really matter Like these days Like wouldn't he just go I reckon it was I reckon it was Borny So do I That's why I
0: asked the question (laughs) I reckon it was SK For sure
3: Alright Jake What is it time for mate
0: Cold
1: profile Cold profile Cold profile Wait for the bass drop
0: Steve Hooker was born in Melbourne on July the 16th, 1982. Athletics in Hooksy's blood with his mum, Erica, going to the 1972 Olympics as a long jumper and winning a silver medal in that same event at the 78 Com Games. His dad, Bill, represented Australia in the 800 metres and the 4x400 metre relay events at the 1974 Com Games. Steve began his career at the Box Hill Athletics Club in Melbourne's east, and he first represented his country at the World Junior Championships when he was 18 as a pole vaulter. He went professional in 2006. The same year, he won gold at the Commonwealth Games in Melbourne, and I can tell you, Yes, tell us. I was there, yeah. The crowd was going absolutely bananas for Hooksy. The entire Equid clan was there to cheer on the hometown kid. <laughs> with the current state and he state, knew it as well. With the current state of yeah, I texted him earlier. On <laughs> with the current state of Australian athletics being what it is, it is hard, boys, to overestimate the achievements of Hooksy. He is the reason that Australia's Olympic gold medal drought in male athletics didn't exceed 50 years when he won the 2008 gold in Beijing. I dug out some audio of Hooksy commentating on his own gold medal win, and even after clearing the 5.9 metres required to win gold, he did have some concerns for his coach Alex Parnov, who ran onto the arena to celebrate with him. Have a listen. And this is my third attempt. I know if I jump this, I win. And uh that's an amazing moment for me. This up, uh, however, was pretty uh, pretty intimidating when Alex came out because uh, all of our security briefings said there was like snipers everywhere or something and he's invaded the pitch.
1: Oh wow Alex,
0: what are you doing? You're gonna get shot. <laughs> that's this week's cult profile, guys. Hooksy was an absolute legend. Um, dominating the sport between 2006 and 2011. He was inducted into the Sport Australia Hall of Fame in October 2017 and will go down as one of Australia's greatest track and field athletes. It got us thinking, who else is in the conversation for Australia's greatest track and field athlete?
1: Just quickly, um, I don't know if they're looking to bring back This Is Your Life, the TV show, but Jake, you would be a fantastic host. I yeah. nominate you.
0: I'll put my hand up for that.
1: Next up, he's actually roams around these parts. I don't know if you've seen uh, Mr. Hooker uh, around the traps down in uh, Bread Alley, which is a place near us where we go to eat <laughs> our food a lot. Degrave Street is the one you're looking for? Yes, DeGrove yes. Street, Bread Alley, same thing. Uh, he wanders around. I've seen him around. Very um, good. And he's looking very fit and healthy. He hasn't ballooned out at all. Um, Interestingly that you bring this up, because only about a month ago, mm-hmm. uh, we actually had on the women's side of the track and field a gold medalist at the World Championships. Um, so worth mentioning Kelsey Lee Barber winning in the Javelin. Um, you other fellas got nominations there from uh, for Jack's Top uh, uh, I've uh, always votes.
3: been a big fan of the Walker, Jared Talent. Serious. Oh, I can imagine that. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> can, can walk that bloke.
0: Can walk. Was he? Who was the lady that got um yellow carded?
1: Oh, the sure. two thousand Olympics. Yeah, walking into the. She arena. got disc golfed She got uh, just as she was about to turn
2: in. She How got
0: unlucky. That was that? heartbreaking. I reckon, I reckon she actually got.
1: She was done in the
2: lead as well. She like was in, in the lead. Event too, and uh, she got done. So I was a big jump and jive fan back in the day, and I believe he's been cult. Profile he has been a cult profile on this profile show on the before. Show,
1: yeah. He has. Um, I mean, I can't talk about this without mentioning, uh, again, it's another female athlete, Kathy Freeman, winning gold at the 2000 Olympics.
3: Surely the best ever Australian Olympic moment by far. Incredible.
0: There is another couple I'd like to throw into the mix, if this is all right. Edwin Flack. Won two gold medals in the first ever Olympics in yeah, 1896. Flaky, yeah. Yeah, flaky. Everyone knows Flaky, <laughs> you know, mate. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but I agree. I think Cathy Freeman. And that Bruce, Bruce the McEvaney call. Just
3: the, the event as well. Like the fact it's sort of like quite a mainstream track event, which we've notoriously been pretty we've and, struggled in. And she was expected to win
1: and then Bruce McAvaney calling and then the, the fancy suit thing that she was wearing yes, will go down that's in right. fame.
0: <laughs> just before we leave um, that, I just want to quickly go through because I didn't realise this. Betty Cuthbert won four individual Olympic gold medals and Shirley Strickland won three. So they're our top two ever as far as track and field goes.
1: There you go. Uh, now time for, speaking of commentary, we spoke about Bruce uh, and it's time for The quiz. Hello and welcome to Let's Get Quizzical, and here's your host, Matt Hickey. Thank you kindly, thank you. And now the reason why I say... Just just sorry,
0: Matt, I will just have to chip in here just for one second. Uh, Um, This was coming. Before we get on to this week's quiz, we do need to touch on the massive controversy... Do we? ...that did occur last week when... I was awarded the quiz win, but just five seconds later, Beast actually reversed his decision and awarded the quiz to Wolf. Rightfully right, so. Rightfully, rightfully and so. look, there's been plenty of reaction reaction to the incident over the last seven days. So we've had several messages, tweets, Facebook messages, and even a letter in the post. A letter in le- <laughs> right right the post? Rather than General? Letters. Oh, I <laughs> couldn't believe it either, but thanks very much <laughs> to Mrs. Harrison for writing in. Rather than to let me sit here and whinge about it, our producer <laughs> Barbs and I have picked out some of the best reactions to it, and here's how Paul Kent and the boys at Quiz 360 saw the event play out. The first voice you'll hear is Quiz referee's boss, Graham Annesley. Very messy and uh, very disappointing for the game as a whole. Did you say it's a We're now talking about an incident where they actually got the decision right, but they got it right in a way that's created an enormous amount of controversy.
3: Okay, you heard this result Mm. and thought what?
2: Yeah, I was outraged. Yeah. Outraged by what I saw. (laughs) It's as big a controversy (laughs) as they come. It's impossible to sugarcoat it. It'll be remembered as one of the greatest (laughs) stuff-ups. I up it's incompetence. What the hell is going on there? The inconsistencies, the, uh, the, the uh, favoritism, the agendas. Someone should be sacked over this. No.
0: <laughs> Look, at the end of the day, boys, the correct outcome was achieved, but unfortunately for yourself, Beast, last week's quiz will always be remembered for all the wrong reasons.
1: Yeah, well, I don't really know where to pick up from that. That's a, some decent audio... I- Although the quiz by name was never actually mentioned, so <laughs> yeah. I'm just wondering if you've nicked that from somewhere else.
0: No, <laughs> nah, quiz 360, they, every week at 7.30pm on Fox Sports.
2: We're a forgiving bunch, though. He's back a week later. Yeah, yeah I'm back. I'm back. Cause Cause, I'm talking uh, about... Oh. It's because you Correct outcome at the end, though,
0: and uh, Wolf, you deserve to win. Um, has Lingy actually bought you that burger? Not yet. No. Uh. I'm
3: still trying to get my head around how... Mrs Harrison She <laughs> can download podcasts but can't send emails <laughs>
0: She
3: lost connection at the time I think.
2: She's up with it on one front and one medium But really, really late like 20 years behind on another Why I was we? trying to figure out how Mrs Harrison fitted, fitted in with all that <laughs> I
1: don't know, just a strange name drop Alright, uh, as I mentioned quite a while ago now Um, <laughs> Speaking of Bruce McIvaney and um, commentators, this week's quiz episode is commentary moments and commentators. Uh, that's the topic for this week's quiz. So let's test buzzers first with you, Isaac Ling. <laughs> Very nice, James. Yes. Go for it, Jake. You just want to double-check yours so we don't have any complaints?
0: <laughs> no bias this week, please, Matt.
1: <laughs> okay. Let's get straight into things. Question number one. What commentator was just recently inducted into the Sport Australia Hall of Fame?
3: <laughs> Bruce McEvaney.
1: That is correct. Isaac Lane gets off to a flying start. Question number two. Who was Greg Miles talking about when he said a champion... James? <laughs> Hold on, Isaac. Maccabi Diva. <laughs> correct. James Lane. A champion becomes a legend was the end of that quote Alright, have a listen to this
3: That was out out of bounds That was out out of bounds That was out of bounds That was out of bounds
1: Uh, If you missed that, that was out of bounds Uh, James, I'm not going to ask the question because you buzzed in Brian Taylor Incorrect (laughs) (laughs) Who was out of bounds? Jake.
0: absolute stab in the dark here. Yeah. Um, Eddie Betts,
1: incorrect. Isaac, <laughs> Buddy Franklin. Ooh, no, Jared Roughhead playing for Hawthorne over in the West it's Coast, very, I believe.
0: Very tough question, eh?
1: Question number four, multiple choice question. What NBA commentator is famous for his catchphrase "Bang"? That was my impersonation. It was all right. Uh, a. Marv Albert. B. Dick Vitale. C. Doris Burke. <laughs> I believe that was Isaac. B, Dick Vital. That's incorrect. Jake? I was going to say Dickie as
0: well. <laughs> Can I have him again? Sorry, who are the four? You only well, get to you, three. You buzzed Don't in. Oh, okay, yeah. three. who's the three?
1: Marv Albert, Dick Vital, and Doris Burke.
0: Marv Albert.
1: Incorrect. Or D, Mike Breen.
2: I reckon it might be D. <laughs> you
1: are <laughs> correct, James. It is D, <laughs> Mike Breen. Question number five, another audio question. Let's have a listen. And we're off to Fratton Park, where there's been a red card. But for who, Chris Kamara? I don't know, Jeff. Has
0: it? <laughs> I must have missed that. The red card.
1: This is bloody hilarious. <laughs> <isn't it>? Chris, <laughs> have you not been watching? <laughs> I haven't. I don't know where that's come from, Chris. I have no idea what has happened there. What's happened, Chris? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> 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 so that is uh, that's Chris Kamara there. Does anybody know what had actually happened? Someone got sent off. Someone got sent off. Yeah. But what did he think happened? Oh, hang on.
0: Oh, what did he think happened?
1: Yeah. He, he didn't know what had happened because
0: he, he. Yeah. I don't know if he I didn't can know. Get, If no, somebody else can get, get it. Because they crossed to him. No, but they crossed to him and he said, I don't know what's happened.
1: Yeah, but this is what he, he did eventually. Did he think go the, the s- player
2: had been substituted? That's correct. That's correct Jeez <laughs> How good James Lamb
1: Chris Kamara thought a play was getting subbed But he was actually red carded Squid's filthy Squid's filthy, Squid's Squid's filthy right up, right
0: up. Oh, It's just deja
1: vu really yeah. <laughs> Alright uh, Question number six Who is this? Fennell Good take Oh no look round the back pass That's Matty with a best source. <laughs> that that is correct <laughs> Your <laughs> quiz <laughs> vlog <laughs> Matt uh, You're up to four there James So you cannot lose from this point uh, but just we'll go to whoever, question seven Whoever
0: has to pay for the burger
1: now, Yes, Squid, you need one True or false? The voice of rugby league, Ray Warren, played for Manly False <laughs> That is correct He actually never played at NRL correct. Fun fact So uh, congratulations to you, uh, James Lamb, for winning the quiz Yeah, just a double That's baby 17 bacon 17 in a row, I think it was And uh, look, I don't... I don't I don't like saying this, but I've got to feel a little bit of calm has come into play. <laughs> Squid's gone the big whack beforehand <laughs> yeah. and he didn't score a point. So I big spent old a lot goose of time the whack.
0: <laughs> no time on <laughs> the actual quiz. No time <laughs> <in> study. <laughs>
1: All right. Let's move on now to Big Calls.
3: Uh,
1: I will quickly just chat the leaderboard because we had a fantastic week last week. Uh James, I believe you nailed your big call and your bank builder. So you've had a massive work. Yeah, congratulations. That's great form from you. It's a rare double. Yeah, uh, because we were getting to, again, potentially looking for a reinvestment from a Nigerian prince, but you've pulled out and you've done well. So you're back in the black, actually, overall. Could we maybe get the mattress car back?
2: Is that on the? <laughs> wow! Well, oh, I mean, every a chance <laughs> an upsized
0: mattress
1: car, Ooh, one like that'll fit a queen. boy boy's very
0: keen on the mattress car. All of a sudden,
1: <laughs> uh, Isaac also a big week for you. Congratulations! Thanks, sir. mate. Yeah, trekking was a good result uh, indeed, and uh, yeah, Jake, a little bit of work to be done, but that's yes. alright As a team, Bounce we back. had a big, a big week, so we made over a thousand bucks as a team. So that's uh, pretty nice going there. Um, and so this week. Looking at cars, 2007 model, only 110,000 kilometres. So pretty good. It is a Hyundai Gets though, which is about the size of a matchbox. I don't know how we're all going to fit in. Not much room for a mattress in there. (laughs) Or Um, any of us actually. Yeah, and it's a manual. So again, I'm out of the running there. I can't drive stick, but I'm sure somebody else can. Not sure about the choice this week. <laughs> just look, I thought I I'd get know. the newest so we better and better uh, win some money. Yeah, <laughs> Hopefully, we find a few winners this yeah, week. We might have to push it up the odd hill. Uh, I will kick things off for uh, the big calls. Uh, I'm going the Rams to just beat Atlanta, so not the line, just to beat Atlanta. Uh, coming off my bank builder, there the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau to beat Oakland, and then a bit of value here: the Illawarra Hawks who are paying over three dollars to beat the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. I think. Uh, the Hawks got their first win of the season last week. I think they're on a little bit of roll. I think that'll spark them. Aaron Brooks, Lamello Ball, uh, AJ Ogilvie in the middle. Uh, Toddie Blanchfield as well playing as uh, well. So put all those together $8.39 pal played with Sports Bet. That is my big call. <laughs> Over to you, Jake.
0: Just before we do, we might have a quick chat about the NBA season beast, which tips off on Wednesday. And I believe both LA outfits are at the top of betting.
1: Yeah, super exciting uh, that the NBA season, geez, there's not long between uh, the championship and the start of next season, which is happy days for me. Uh, The Clippers are at the top of the betting uh, with Kawhi Leonard, who, of course, won the championship last year with Toronto. Uh, He and Paul George combined, And then you've got the duo of Anthony Davis, and uh, LeBron James at $5. Milwaukee, sevens. You've got Houston, Golden State, Utah, but you've also got Ben Simmons and the 76ers at $8.50. If we just have a quick look at some of the the individual uh, player awards markets, MVP, your favorite, Giannis, at $3.80, and I'd be taking a fair chunk of that. I'm a big fan of that. And if you want somebody else in that market, Steph Curry with no Clay Thompson for the season, uh, with Kevin Durant gone, they have bought in D'Angelo Russell, but he's paying six bucks. So they're two favorites, but I like the look of both of those guys. Rookie of the year, of course, all the hype is Williamson. He's been very good. At dollar sixty-two, I'd jump on that. Again, though, if you're looking for some value at twenty-one bucks, Darius Garland in Cleveland looks like he will get plenty of the ball at the point guard position and could put up some big numbers. Uh, and then defensive player of the year, only Dwight Howard's uh, won it three times in a row. Uh, Rudy Gobert has won it twice, he's the favourite but you might be worth looking elsewhere for that award Uh, and then just a quick multi, I've only had a brief look but the win lines, the Lakers over 51.5 season wins Philly over 54.5 season wins and Brooklyn over 44.5 season wins at $8.70 it's not a bad play
0: Sounds good to us indeed just before we move off NBA though a question that a lot of Aussies will want to know is can Philly make it out of the East?
1: Uh, uh, every chance that they can. I don't, actually don't mind the $8.50 for them to win the championship. I think this is a wide open year this year. You go. Well, you look at their team and then they've put a real focus on defense now with Al Horford into the team. They're very big. I'm not sure if that style is definitely going to pay off, but every chance that it does. Um, And if Simmons... Oh, yeah. Can, can, uh, on that three ball. Can produce that three ball. If he can even just... Hit the odd one and force uh, defences to pay him a little bit more respect. All of a sudden, that opens the game right up for the 76ers. And if Embiid can stay healthy, could be the year for Philly.
0: It'll change the game not only for the 76ers, but of course for Ben and the Boomers as well into Ooh Tokyo boy. 2020. So I've gone for a dual sport multi for my big call this week. I like Marika Corabetti to score at any time in the Wallabies quarterfinal against England into both Everton and West Ham to score, into Aston Villa to beat Brighton, which gets you a return of $10.43. Corabetti's been on fire recently, scoring in three of his last four games, including a brilliant solo effort against Georgia last week. The Toffees have conceded in each of their last five games, and the Hammers are sitting pretty up in eighth position, but they don't have a great defense either, so expecting goals here. Villa handed Norwich a 5-1 thumping last week, and while Brighton were good last start beating Tottenham, their away form hasn't been the best. So just to clarify, Marika Corobetti to score at any time into Everton and West Ham to both score into Villa to beat Brighton, which gets you a return of $10.43, and that is my big call. Over to you, Lee.
3: Thank you, Jake. I'm backing you in this week too, mate. Thanks big, very big much, bounce mate. back big, from you. Yeah, big comeback. Must bounce back. <laughs> I'm um, heading to Caulfield on Saturday, race 10, number eight. Uh, Queensland Mayor Baccarat, baby in the group two, Tris Ducks She's $8. Uh, form around some really nice horses during the Queensland Winter Carnival, beaten half a length by uh, Colting in the Queensland Guineas. He's, of course, won out. Come out this prep and won the Group One Epsom. I like that form. She resumed with a win in Queensland. Obviously, a stronger race this week, but she that was a really good first up win. Promising signs there. Up to 1,400 metres, second up suits her. She's drawn well. She'll get a great run, and I think she'll be winning at eight dollars. That's my big call.
2: James, I'll keep it a bit more straightforward than Squid's 18 leg multi. I'm just <laughs> going to go to Corfieldy. Ethereal Stakes uh, Group 3 race Levin Lass has caught my eye at $13 the win and for the place So she didn't have much luck at all behind Moonlight Maid Who's of course one of ours mentioned on the show a few times At Flemington last start But she was really good late and looked suited up in trip Like the way the Busserton and Young stable are going at the moment So happy to go with the daughter of Reliable Man at $13 bucks. is my big call <laughs>
0: Back-to-back big calls so the first time in those history. Can,
2: it has to be
1: done soon. You know, records are there to be broken. Thrives in the spring, James. Liam, oh, boy, so. does. I, he. I it's he really can. Really puffs the chest down, walks <laughs> around with a real <laughs> sense of purpose. Really just
0: get around him in the office in spring, just loves
1: it. Uh, nice. Just Thanks, quite guys. a good variety. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do, he says. <laughs> good variety across the board. We've got EPL, NFL, NBL, Rugby Union, World Cup and Racing. So we're covering a wide range of sports here. Got everything covered. you got to cast the net wide to hopefully land a winner somewhere. True. All right, I think that is all we have time for. Uh, Jake, thank you again for joining us. Thank you.
0: And well done on the quiz this week. No controversy, which yeah, is good.
2: Thank you. I'm waiting for the clip to come afterwards, but thank you, sir. James, thank you as always. It's always Good fun being on here. It's always good fun picking up another burger off squid. Yeah. Looking forward to doing it again <laughs> next week. <laughs> yum yum yum. Happens a to you, Isaac.
3: Thank you, as always. <laughs> Thank you very much, mate. Great to be here. Can't wait for the weekend. Plenty of winners in there, I reckon.
1: Happy days, yeah. I think we're set for another bit. I did just quietly did say that we were set for a big week and we all agreed. So I think if we the positive vibes can keep on rolling, uh, we're set for another big one. Now don't forget again, check out our Robert Whitaker uh, bonus podcast episode. Good 15, 20 minute chat, uh, Jake and I sit down with uh, the Reaper. Uh, And there's also the video on odds.com.au. So check that out. Don't forget also to rate and subscribe from The Nosebleeds. And uh, while you're doing that, you can tune in next week for another edition of From The Nosebleeds.